Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard, and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur. This week, all about one of my favourite things, profit. It's a very little word, but it's a word that can deliver a seriously life-changing experience. But It's also a word that some people have a real problem with. In fact, some entrepreneurs and self-employed people do their best never to make a profit as it seems somehow wrong to them or they try very hard to lose it as quickly as they've made it. Now, I think sometimes those of us in property don't realise what our profits are and that's because it's often the concentration is about buying at the right price, financing at the back end, getting all our money out. And we can't actually see that profit because you know, that one property being sold or refinanced doesn't really make any difference to the overall business as you see it in your mind. Because profit is that little bit that's left over once all the costs and expenses have been paid. And that's the other thing. Often our profit dribbles in, to be quite honest, dribbles in in little bits. Whereas when we're working with property and we're selling or refinancing, it's big wadges. It's not little bits. It's a proper sized amount. And so therefore, you don't always notice or appreciate the fact that you are actually making a profit elsewhere in your business. But if you don't, then the danger is that you're going to go out of business. Now, of course, profit is talked about in property rooms, but often, as I say, it's something we must lose. How did you lose your profit? All those sorts of conversations go on. And I think we should just be really pleased about the fact that, yeah, we did get taxed. We got taxed because we had profit. And the profit is on the bit that's left after your accountant will have ensured that you've avoided paying tax where you're legally entitled to, having offset everything properly, because tax evasion is illegal. Tax avoidance is making sure that your accountant is doing what he should do. Now, I don't believe the don't pay tax brigade. I like to listen to the big earners on this. And by big earners, I mean Anyone who's in business, no matter what their field, and there are some great podcasts and some amazing YouTubers who talk about this very openly, they make big profits. You know, they pay six or seven figure tax bills and they're so chuffed with it. They know that this is very much the fact that they are making money. They've offset everything they can. You know, they've got the tax deductible jet, but they're still making money and living the dream. And that's what we should want to aspire to, very much so. It's up to you. Think big and earn big is the way I favour. Because I think if you're trying to spend profit to prevent tax, you're probably thinking too small and boxing yourself into a very tiny corner where there's nowhere to grow. Uh, By the way, if you're renovating, of course, you're going to have big revenue costs, which are being offset every year. So at the moment, it won't appear that you have any profit. That's an okay situation, but you must watch it because at some point, those will cease to be and you are going to have a big tax bill that you may not have contemplated and you may not have put money away for. That's a very different position to someone who's just making profit solidly through, say, flipping. I've recorded this because... I had a discussion in an accountability group I held where one of the group wanted to talk about raising money to pay off investors. 
That's normal. Not a problem with that. But then they mentioned that they needed to find an investor to fund all the backroom stuff. And so therefore, this was a little bit more tricky because they wouldn't be able to do their normal thing about security because they couldn't peg it to a property. This rang so many alarm bells with me because this is a successful portfolio owner who very quietly, without fuss, has built a fab portfolio. All are going according to plan. But actually, when you dig deep into the business, it's the property portfolio doing well going according to the plan, absolutely, but not the back room, which is where everything happens. It's the bit under the waterline. And in fact, there's an awful lot of costs that go on in the back room area that have got to be paid for. Now, this was all hidden when interest rates were low. It was very much you know, easy to just gloss over. Why? Because there was always money left in the account at the end of the month. Well, there isn't now, is there? Anyone who's had a, a house remortgaged, property remortgaged or gone on to a standard variable rate will know that in some instances, your mortgage costs could have doubled or tripled. Now, if you want to be successful, financial free and live the life you've got on that dream board, then you can't live off borrowings, be they bank, credit card or angel investor funds. You've got to get your business working. And it's not just about how many properties you've got and the amazingly high mortgage debt that you keep telling yourself is good debt. Instead, I get why mortgage debt is seen as good rather than bad debt. But you've got to remember that the people who teach this and talk about it usually have a very sound business structure behind them. They're well-funded. They're well-organized. So don't use this, oh, don't worry, I, you know, it's all about the number of properties I've got and my mortgage debt that's good for a reason not to know your figures, your running costs, your profits, all that kind of solid business information. Because you're the CEO of your business and you need to know your numbers. It's not just about the ROI on your buildings or can you get all your money out? That often are the two things that people really, really focus on. As a one-man band, even if you outsource departments like your accounts to a bookkeeper and the accountant, et cetera, you have got to wear the hat of the CFO because the money is generating and pushing your business forward the company financial officer. Now, I think this should fire you up as much as the property bit. And if it isn't, then perhaps you're not seeing the profit building in your accounts and you need to make sure that you can see where it is and look forward to opening that bank account and going, look, look, that's how much I'm worth. This is how much I'm actually earning. It's not the moment to be an ostrich. Don't stick your head in the sand and hope all will be well at the end of the year. It won't be if you don't keep a track of it. Now, I knew when I was going to come out of my full out of my full-time job into my property business full-time, I thought very long and seriously about where I could lose the money and where I could win it in my business. And I knew actually it was the account. So I knew very little about accounts. I knew a lot about business. I'd done it at college, but the finance was something that I was a little bit flaky on, to be quite honest. So before I you know, as during the transition, so to speak, I went and passed my bookkeeping exams. Now, I can tell you, I learned an awful lot. And one of which was, thank goodness, we no longer have to do paper double entry bookkeeping. Oh my word, that took time. And my brain cells used to get quite tired. But it has made me appreciate just how lucky we all are that we've got these amazing cloud-based accounting softwares. You could press a button and it will tell you an answer. So if you don't understand your figures, you won't be able to write your plan for next year. And if you can't write the plan properly for next year, how can you deliver your profit for next year? You need data, data to base your decisions on. 
And so learning how to interrogate your zero or whoever it is you're using is an absolute game changer. But it isn't difficult. You're not the one actually doing the sums. You're just inputting and you input it in the right way that you've set up correctly so that you can ask it the same question week after week, month after month. So what's the number one thing that you need to do to make sure that you start earning profit and keeping profit? Well, it's very simple. It's learn how to open your bank account online and look at it. You know, if, if you're someone who this is new to you and you feel that you can only do it monthly, well, get used to that and then make it weekly and then make it daily. Secondly, is to understand the figure that you're looking at. Many people, and it's a very common problem, seem to think that the number sitting in your bank account at the bottom is your profit as of this moment. No, no, it's not. That number that says you've got X amount in your account, that is just the number of pounds and pence that happen to be sitting in your account at this precise moment. You can't take it out to pay for stuff or yourself or anything else because some of it may actually have been spent on other things already, but the money's not yet left the account. That's spent money and you can't spend money twice. If you don't know what you've spent, you mentally will spend it twice and then you're going to get into a little bit of deep water. Now, I think we fall into two very distinct camps with bank accounts. There are those like me who see everything in little jam jars. You know, I love little separate jam jars, all set up for clear identified reasons. And they're filled as the income comes in, ready for accessing it. So I keep very little in my main account on a daily basis. Now, many love this idea, but they don't like the reality because it requires you to set up accounts right at the beginning or as you go along, depending on what you, when you find a new idea. And that takes time and effort. And then, of course, to say nothing is the action of moving the money at set times, because you can't always set everything up automatically. There's quite a bit you do have to do manually. But again, this is your profit. This should be setting you alight. You shouldn't worry about actually having to do any of this stuff. But it is too much for some people. They hate the monotonous idea of doing that every day, every week or whatever. And they quite often say to me, well, you know, I came into property to be a free spirit entrepreneur, have freedom. This is freedom. Well, yes, it is. You are building your profit and profit makes you free. It allows you to buy as much profit, property and everything else that you want to do to pay yourself a salary. That's why you should get excited about it. And of course, if you are one of those people, I would probably think you fall into the other camp where you like one enormous bank account. You can look at it instantly and see what the figures really mean. Sadly, not everyone can do that because it's quite difficult to carry all those deductions in your head and be able to take it away quickly. I think it's the fallback position because it's the path of least resistance. You, know, you don't have to set up extra accounts. You don't have to move around the money regularly. But it is quite dangerous because do you actually have the money to pay for the VAT bill for the end of year profit tax or even just to pay for that next piece of accountability or mentoring that you know will make a difference to your business? Hmm, you may not be able to. You don't know. You haven't saved for it. Many of our costs in property, they're not fixed either, but they all add up. But often, you know, they don't appear to be costs because they are very small and very insignificant. But the funny thing is, small and insignificant add up. Most of us network like mad and just work out, for instance, how much you have spent in a month, not on the buying as a ticket to go to a networking meeting, because that's just your entry, you know, ticket in. But how much did you spend getting there? And how much did you spend on how many beers, how many coffees, or even supper? Suddenly, that cheap £25 ticket could be considerably more. And that's what's filters away your money without you even noticing it. 
The other problem, of course, is the low interest rates over the past decade. They've created an expectation that every single property you own will be able to pay a proportion of your salary really easily. And so therefore, it's really quite simple after you've done a couple of properties to jump out of your paid job and, hey, presto, you are replacing your salary and that's what it's going to be like for the rest of your time in property. Well, interest rates have swallowed up that excess cash. And for many, it's now that you're flat out, very, very busy in a job that you've created for yourself, that of being just over broke all over again. Well, some investors, this is exactly what's happened to them, but they're totally unaffected. Why? Because they were watching their bank like a hawk as part of their normal business activities. They had stress tested all their mortgages and they had spotted the problems a long way out. So they've taken evasive action. They're creating other income streams. You know, They might be sourcing suddenly. They may be flipping more. But to them, it's business as normal. But for others, disaster looms. Yes, their properties are safe. The rent pays the mortgage and a tiny bit more. But the more is not enough to support their lifestyles or pay a salary in any way. And that is why your profit is so vital. Because every business needs to build up a working capital pot. You know, because you're on property, that you can get funding to buy whatever you want, whenever you want, through whatever means you feel happy with. But the day-to-day stuff, that's where you need to be built using your business head. Earning the money to keep this backroom going through a proportion of your property money, perhaps flipping more, as I say, or another income stream, keeping the backroom going. Now, it's a very, very slippery slope if you're using investors' money to prop up your company, even short term. Do you know, it's so easy to get into the cycle of borrowing from Peter to pay off Paul, who funded you last year, perhaps borrowing a tiny bit more this year at an increased rate of interests. That is a problem. What are you going to do next year? It is a slippery slope. You've got to have a plan to get yourself out of this. Now, if this is ringing bells with you, then you need to come and work with me. Better to get this sorted out now when you can take drastic action. Running a strong, profitable company is essential for long-term wealth. Now, yes, it, it, it might mean that you've got to focus on your business for longer than you would normally feel comfortable or even necessary to do. You may have to have some uncomfortable, soul-searching moments. You may have to action stuff that you would rather not think about, let alone do, or really against the grain for you, halt some of the property stuff temporarily whilst you get this all under control. You might even have to deviate from your chosen business model for a while until you get back onto firm financial ground. Mindset might have to change. Well, I'm a safe space to talk about property and businesses without the whole world knowing, which is often why people don't talk about things that are going on in their business. Every single problem is fixable. As long as you can acknowledge the problem and work out what your part is in getting the solution right, and then doing the action. It may be painful, but it needs to be happening. Find my details in the show notes or go to racheltroughton.com. And don't forget, I spell Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And come and book a discovery call with me or a one-to-one session straight away. Now, profit will go on providing the cash that you need, and it can be made through tweaking your business model so that it's arriving in your bank account now, not in the years into the future, When your overarching plan comes to fruition, you may not survive that long. Get used to the idea that profit is a healthy sign of business. Profit is essential. If you don't know what you've made or you don't make any, then a little work and get to know what is your profit levels, where it is and how you can make more will pay dividends. You're in business, the property business. And if you want to be able to enjoy a great lifestyle whilst you're building your financial freedom, 
then you need to become a business person, not just a property person. You need to know, like, and grow your profit. It's one of the three Ps that we all have to love, property, portfolios, and profit. The three Ps are what make us ultimately successful and financially free. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business.